There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a Lip Media Podcast. I tried looking at Alex's Instagram, so he would be like sitting on the couch, like next to me, and I would like inch over when I could see it. I'd be like, "What are you looking at? Tell me." Hi, my name is June, and I'm Dash. And you're listening to our podcast, List Me Tender, where we delve into bucket list things to do before you turn 30. So today, Daph and I have a very special topic for you. It is unplug. What does that mean, Daph? Do you want to read the blurb for us? I love reading the blurb. Blurb voice. (laughs) Switching off your phone, laptop, and tablet for an entire weekend might seem daunting. However, once you get past the initial weirdness, you'll start to see the benefits. We often resort to using technology when we can't come up with something better to do. So freeing yourself of these devices means you'll be more mindful of how you spend your time. So we've done something a little bit special and a little bit different. Daph, do you want to tell everyone what we did? Yeah, June and I actually took not a weekend, but we took 10 days where we unplugged completely. Mm-hmm. We were offline and during this time, yeah. you know, we journal our thoughts, process, feelings, what happened. <laughs> and it's actually quite so interesting. Many yeah, so many emotions, but also interesting observations about how much we rely on yes. our phones. To kick this off, June, should we dive into some stats? It probably won't surprise very many people, but we are all very addicted to our phones. We looked into some data by Rescue Time app, and they did an analysis of their 11,000 users and found that on average, people check their phones 58 times a day. Yeah, what, what, what picking is it up, picking it up? Three or four times every single hour. Not only that, we spend on average three hours and 15 minutes on your phone so that's like every day every single day that's quite I don't know that's that's at least a Lord of the Rings movie every single day (laughs) (laughs) that you're just on your phone and that was an on average figure but the top 20% of uh, smartphone users have in excess of four and a half hours what is that in percentages four and a half hours that's like a good let's say if you sleep that's like eight a lot hours, of your waking four hours. hours of 16 yeah what that's like 40 percent of your day that you are on your phone yeah 30 percent of your day whoa exactly so 30 percent of your waking time on the phone um and obviously i mean people that have iphones i'm sure you're familiar with screen time i'm guilty of this too where i try to set Mm -hmm. myself limits but the amount of time where i'm like one more minute one more minute ignore for the day (laughs) (laughs) dismiss dismiss where i've done that is pretty incredible so june what were the parameters that you set for yourself for this unplug experiment 
because I do know myself pretty well, and as Daph alluded to, I also have zero self-control when it comes to limiting my own screen time. I actually got James to hide my phone somewhere in the apartment, and I had no idea where it was for the full 10 days. In terms of phone use, I had zero, but I did allow myself, obviously, laptop use for work. And on top of that, there were two select times per day where I would use my own personal laptop to check emails during the day for like 10 minutes-ish. And then at nighttime, I limited myself to maximum around one hour of content viewing. So Mm -hmm. that could have been a TV show or part of a movie. So that's what I did. I did cheat one day, which I will talk about later. But uh, yeah, we'll go into that a bit more. How about you, Daph? What were your parameters? I didn't do it as strictly as you did. I still had access to my phone. So it was in a way, I guess, more self-control, but also way more tempting at so many points because there were definitely some points where I spent five seconds in Instagram (laughs) and then locked out because I felt really terrible. That's so funny. Guilty Instagram use. Similar to June, uh, the core things for me were no access to Instagram and YouTube, as well as WhatsApp. Now, I don't know if WhatsApp should be categorized as a social thing, because in hindsight, now that I've done this, I probably wouldn't lump WhatsApp in the same category, because Mm -hmm. it's more like a communications tool. It was more like if there was important things my parents needed to say to me, they would WhatsApp me. Uh, Also, uh, limited my use in terms of just mindless scrolling and browsing. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I felt terribly at limiting my screen time of watching TV because Alex loves watching random TV just in the background. Mm -hmm. He is one of those people that can just leave something on and just do his things where I would just get sucked in. Background noise? Yes. If there is like something (laughs) playing on Netflix, even if it's terrible and shit, I will still watch it. I can't like tear myself away from it. So I guess at the end of the day, it was really about limiting that endless, mindless scrolling. Yeah, totally. I think it's just being more conscious as well with what you're doing with your time. I think that's another that big was key call out. The biggest one for um, me. Yeah, so in terms of experience, I actually mm-hmm. really had a great time. I think the 10 days were in some weird way quite timely, I suppose. At the time that we were choosing to go offline, there were a lot of race riots and it had been very, very apparent that there was a lot of anti-black racism at a systemic level throughout all of society, not just America, in Canada and Australia too. And so in a way, at about the time when we were choosing to unplug, that was right at the point where we were realizing we need to elevate black voices. And so... I really love the time away. How about you? How did you find Mm -hmm. this experience? I think initially, I actually also started a day late from June because I totally Mm -hmm. freaked out when I saw in my calendar that we were meant to be doing this unplugged experiment. It's so embarrassing, but I legit was, I need to make plans. I need to tell Mm. people that I'm going to be off social media. Oh, interesting. So there was definitely a sense of, oh, I'm doing this thing and I need to prepare Mm. for it. It occurred to me the nervousness I felt about being offline. Mm -hmm. I don't even know why. I have no idea, but there was definitely that Mm. sense of urgency that I needed to prep before I could take myself offline another observation for me was I think the first few days was actually extremely uncomfortable oh yeah totally I don't think I properly 
could enjoy it until like day four or five. So I do think it takes some time to kind of like get into the groove mm. of not having your phone. I was picking up my phone constantly the first two days. I would pick it up, put it back down. Pick it up, put it back down. And when you were picking it up, were you still checking things or was it just like you realized you picked it up and then you put it yeah, down? Yeah, the latter. It, was, it really was to check mindlessly checking Instagram and Facebook Mm. for no reason. Yeah, it's that habit. Mm -hmm. Because my phone was physically away, the first two days were really, really uncomfortable for me. And I would say for most of the whole 10 days, it was really acute in the mornings. So I realized the first thing that I do as soon as I wake up is check my phone. So every morning when I woke up, I would realize, oh, I don't have my phone. And... I don't have anything to check. And that's probably the time when I felt it most acutely of like, I need my phone and then realizing I don't have it. So I couldn't. And then the second time that I felt it most is in between anything, in between meetings, Mm -hmm. in between cooking. There'd be periods where I should be going off doing the next thing. But I realized that that's when I would be checking my phone completely mindlessly. And that's when I noticed that I'm just this headless chicken where Mm -hmm. if I don't have something specific to do, that's my go-to comfort action. It's like the gap filler. Yes. It like fills in the gaps of your day and that's what you do, except sometimes those gaps become ours. Yes, yes, exactly. And I think the thing is you can fool yourself sometimes into thinking that you're being productive because you're researching something or learning something on YouTube. But I definitely don't know that that's value add in my life. It's not intentional. Yeah. Um, 100% not. <laughs> I, I also realized very quickly that it was definitely an addiction in the first mm-hmm. two days. It's just an addiction of needing to look and scroll. And it was definitely a habit that you can also break. It's like weaning yourself off sugar. Yeah, totally. But you have to go through that that period of like weaning yourself off it. <laughs> it was really uncomfortable though. I tried looking at Alex's Instagram so he would be like sitting <laughs> on the couch like next to me and I would like inch over when I could see it. And I'd be like, what are you looking at? Tell me. <laughs> it's like when you're commuting and someone's watching a really interesting <laughs> show on the yeah. bus and you're like trying to to look but you can't help yourself but it is crazy you know what it is it's just like that primitive brain where it's like oh fun flashing lights i must see yeah the other thing as well is um when we were out how much time other people spend on their phone and when the other person spends time on their phone you instinctively will also Mm. want to spend time on your phone and because i couldn't i was just sitting there staring at Alex watching him. watching him use his phone if we weren't doing this experiment he would be on his phone and I would be on my phone yeah and you wouldn't have noticed yeah it and I all. wouldn't have noticed it at all I was actually really acutely aware of how much James used his phone too and definitely by day five I found myself getting a little bit judgy I wouldn't <laughs> ever say anything to him but I was like oh, look at you using your phone all the time but I would have been exactly the, the same, same if not way worse yeah <laughs> How different did your phone use get? Before we did this experiment, my average daily time spent on the phone would be somewhere between three to four hours, depending. Usually my weekends are a lot more heavier. But last week, it was still two hours, 43 minutes. And I'm like, this can't be right. 
So I don't feel That's what it sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel I made any massive improvements. It still seemed pretty high, but I was definitely off Instagram, and I think that was probably the biggest difference mm-hmm. that I noticed. It's just the aimless scrolling. For sure. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. How about you, June? What's your stats? Yeah, my stats, they're quite beautiful. So two weeks ago, I had four hours, 23 minutes. Then this week, it's been 23 minutes per day. So I'm quite proud of myself, I will say. That's pretty amazing. I've been pretty intentional. Every time I pick up my phone, it is for a specific thing. And I haven't really spent too much time on any social media. So yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself. Do you miss it? Good question. I don't think so, actually. Mm. I don't I think miss so. It. I miss knowing what people are up to because we don't really socialize with our friends anymore because of social distancing. But I don't think I miss social media in itself. I actually, I don't even miss it. It's just there's something about scrolling aimlessly and taking in like looking at pictures mm. that is extremely soothing. I don't know if mm. soothing is the right word, but there's yeah. definitely some sort of trigger in my brain that makes you feel good. I guess it's relaxing in some ways because you get to decompress. Here's the thing. So I alluded to me cheating one day. So one day I had my Switch and that whole night I was pretty much just playing a game on my Switch. It was after a really intense day at work I remember being pretty emotionally frazzled. Sorry, yeah. pretty emotionally tired at the end of the day. Frazzled's a great word, actually. I think there is something to just being able to completely zone out and do something that doesn't really require a whole lot of brain power. Mm. You're just doing something like quite a little bit meditative almost because yeah. it's repetitive. You don't have to make complex decisions. Yeah. So that day I spent the whole night playing my Switch and I can see that after a really intense day, that is the role that sometimes social media plays because yeah. you can just scroll endlessly. There's no real commitment or heavy yeah. burden or commitment. You just have to scroll and it allows you to think about some things but not so intensely mm-hmm. that you have to make intense decisions so yeah I I do think there's a role for that but I wonder if there's other things at least in my life that I could replace that with social media good segue that extra four hours you had back in your life every day what did you do (laughs) I read a lot so I finished two full books in the space of 10 days and that is nowhere near my regular reading speed Big shout out for White Fragility. If you haven't read it, definitely read it. It's really important that we're all taking the time right now to be anti-racist. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really great resource. I played a lot of board games with James, which we haven't done in a long time. We usually reserve that for holidays away. That's 
definitely when I noticed that he was picking up his phone so much because every time it was my turn, he would pick up his phone because it wasn't his turn to think or do anything. And then on my day off, I actually went for this massive bike ride. It took me four hours. I got this massive scrape on my elbow because I fell over, but it was such a lovely time. And because I was completely disconnected, I spent a good hour of that day just people watching by the water and it was just so lovely. I felt like this old person sitting on a bench watching people walk past. You, I'm not sure in which episode, but you talk about this once meeting this guy in Japan where he was just chilling. Yes, I really felt like that guy. Yeah. Yes. You have transcended. Exactly. (laughs) I have come full circle and become this guy that was super inspiring to me that just spent his day off reading near Osaka Castle. (laughs) The other little things that I did was I read pure news. So rather than getting it from Reddit with the comments or Instagram or wherever else, I actually went to like pure news sites and read the actual articles in full for the first time in years I want to say and aside from that in terms of hobby things I learned how to make Vietnamese coffee and hummus from scratch so that's what I got up to so many things that's so great and I'm also jealous I feel like you had way more of a successful experiment (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel like I had a quite wholesome 10 days yeah how about you? What did you get up to? Um, so I also managed to read a book in three days, which is Amazing. pretty unheard of. Usually it takes me one year <laughs> to read a book. Uh, I started painting a little bit more. Ooh. Okay, so I also want to caveat that when we were doing this unplug experiment, two days of it, I was like not in phone reception anyway. And this happens quite often when we go camping. Mm. So I generally have those incidental unplugged days. I also realized I exercised more and slept more oh. during this period of time. Both great things for your skin and health. <laughs> you know, because usually I could be lying on the couch from 10pm till 12pm scrolling through whatever it is I'm scrolling. Mm. Yeah, so nothing really outstanding per se, like you. And then the rest is just like regular admin stuff. So, we're pretty fresh from this, actually. We're two days out from unplugging. What are your thoughts, mm-hmm. takeaway? Would you do this? Have you? Would you be approaching this in a different light? I really love my time. I actually am even partly considering deleting my Instagram. I have already deleted my Facebook for five years now, and I never looked back. I never regretted it. And so I'm contemplating that right now. I am also in the practice of putting my phone away. So I physically turn it off between 10 p.m. and 10 a.m. every day so that I break that cycle of feeling like it's the first thing that I do every morning. I want the first thing that I do every morning to look into James's eyes. <laughs> Lovingly. I want that to be my new habit. <laughs> Wait, did James sign up for this? I'm not sure if he did. He'll find out by the time this episode's released. (laughs) He'll probably be looking at his phone. So I'll be looking into his eyes that are looking (laughs) lovingly into his phone. (laughs) And then the other thing is that I wouldn't mind doing this, not for 10 days, because that was quite difficult, but maybe for a day or two every few weeks, just so that it becomes quite normal to not have it. I enjoy not being dependent on it. So I would love 
to be able to do it again. Okay. How about you? So I think after this experiment, it was mostly kind of observations about myself. I think A, really taking stock about the mindless Mm -hmm. scrolling and how much time that goes into doing that. So now that I'm more aware of it, just being conscious and trying Mm -hmm. to pare that back a little bit. I have gone back onto Instagram and even like yesterday, I think I spent two hours on it but also because posting stuff for our um, Instagram account but I'm still a bit skeptical I'm still not sure about how I want to approach it going back so I'm I'm on Facebook still but I haven't really looked into it like Mm. I'm usually part of all these like Facebook groups that I would just like go in and look at what people are posting but now I'm like why am I even doing that like these like these extra information does not help me Mm. so I still want to think a bit more thoroughly about how I want to navigate but I think you know June your feedback and your tips about um, turning your phone off that's probably a great one I'm also maybe thinking of doing five days off or four days off three days on so Mm. I'm not just it really is just I think this whole exercise is more me being conscious of how I use my time and like don't get me wrong if you really enjoy it and it's your hobby and you love consuming content that's great but um yeah I think I think with what June mentioned about this whole you know anti-racism movement there's just so much learning and educating we can do now and like you know taking the time maybe taking the time Mm -hmm. that I would use to scroll through Instagram to read and listen to a podcast and just being more intentional yeah and that's what I meant about it being a timely moment too because this is the kind of content being anti-racist it's not something that you just read it and can yeah. get straight away there's a part that has to be like reflective and meditative so yeah and also digest right and like be able to process the information yes, exactly and then that takes time yeah mentally and emotionally so there's definitely something there but like Daf said I don't think this is about just getting off social mm-hmm. for the sake of social if social is a thing that makes you so happy by all means, go for it. I think the bottom line, you summarized it really nicely, Duff, when you said being intentional Mm. about how you use your time. So for me, I realized the times that I am on social, it is absolutely not intentional. And Mm -hmm. bottom line, it doesn't really make me all that happy. So then now my task is to think about, well, what are the things in my life that I spend time on that actually do make me happy? And what are some ways that I can carve out more of those times? And making these little tweaks to how I use my phone can help me to do that. So the takeaway is be intentional about your time. Yeah, and definitely do this experiment so you can understand yourself, how you are using your time. I reckon it's a good experiment to do. And you don't have to do 10 days. You really can do... I would say five days, you know. Don't do it 10 days. <laughs> um, five days, you know, and five days, you would probably be able to get quite good information about yourself and how you are spending your time. Yeah, even one day, seriously, that first day, it is quite yeah. a rude shock. So whatever you're able to do. And I would say because Daph and I both live with someone else, maybe it was mm-hmm. a lot easier for us because we did actually have people to socialize with. But if you're socially isolating by yourself, then your phone is the only way to access the living world out there. So definitely be wary of that. On the topic of socializing with other people, one of the things that I did allow myself to do was check my emails every day. So I started this thread with some of our girlfriends, Daph and I. Do you want to talk about it, Daph? Yeah, anyways, it was just interesting. So like June said, she allowed email, text message or call like phone like actual phone calls 
and mm-hmm. we actually have like a our girls WhatsApp group chat, but we I we migrated that over to mm-hmm. to email somehow. <laughs> the conversation on email is so different to the conversation on WhatsApp. As in our WhatsApp conversations yeah. are like fun and random stuff, Emerging. but our emails were so much more like thoughtful and like well thought out. Mm-hmm. It's just so different the way you use different mediums will really change the way you mm-hmm. communicate to each other. Final thought on this. If you aren't the type of person that can do this on your own, consider recruiting mm-hmm. a friend and keeping yourselves accountable. I think because Daph was also doing it on the other end of Canada, there was a little bit of... Accountability. You know, comfort. Yeah, okay. <laughs> accountability oh. and comfort knowing that someone else is also going through this journey and is also experiencing some of the things that I'm experiencing so find a friend if you can't find a friend I'm sure there's online communities that do these kind of unplug things all the time where you can sign up and <laughs> imaginary tweet at each other <laughs> and once the world recovers from COVID, there are also camps that are exclusively about this. So I I think I've mentioned in a previous episode, I went to this unplug camp where we had to surrender our phone for four days and not talk about work. Whatever will help you find those things. Mm-hmm. All in all, would you say that was a positive experience? 100% positive. It was more like, it was like a self-discovery, like, if know anything. thyself. And definitely... A bit painful, but positive to get to know yourself a little bit more. And also good to like, Mm. I think it's good to do temp checks with technology with yourself every once in a while to know where your limits are. Because like I said, it is really an addiction. Keeping the relationship healthy. Mm -hmm. Well, that about wraps up our episode. As always, you can find us on Instagram. Please uh, give us a shout out. We always love hearing from you. Daph, what are we speaking about next time? The next episode... Uh, we have a guest joining us and the topic will be splurge on something expensive mm. that you've always desired. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love topics like this. So thank you so much for listening and we hope to hear from you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. 
Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 